Welcome, everybody. We are live here on Journey into the Light Spiritual Radio on Block Talk Radio. And also, we're live here streaming on Facebook with all these guys right here. These guys. Um, <laughs> and we have on live from Lilydale, the man, the legend. <laughs> no. Uh, Greg has been out in Lilydale for 50 years. Lilydale, New York, I'm speaking of, of course. Um, Greg Keene is our guest. Um, and we were just listening on the last show at the end where we had some, um, you know, extra time. Um, one of Greg's uh, readings that he has done on this show um, and uh, just we we were all sitting here listening and it was just amazing um just amazing i think spellbound maybe i almost forgot to switch the the show over because of uh the reading was just and and the person getting the reading was just uh uh unbelievable so uh she was just floored <laughs> and uh so Anyway, so call on in to speak to Greg, 347-884-8245 is the number to call in um, to the show, okay? That's the number. That's where you call into. Uh, press the one on your phone to come in, um, come into the show to speak to Greg. And um, so... Um, Okay, so that's the number to call in to the show. And again, we this is our Homeless Thursdays. Um, this is a really critical day for our homeless mission, Love in Action. Um, this is our final day um, to raise. Um, and as I mentioned, we're trying to turn on the heat for three families this weekend. I don't know where you're living, but, I mean, we live in the south, so we're in Oklahoma, and it's getting cold. If it's getting cold here, I know it's getting colder in other locations. Uh, but anyway, we have three families that were trying to turn their heat on. The heat's been shut off for all summer since last winter, and we're trying to pay their past due so they can have heat for the family. Um, we are... The last hour, we had several people donate, and a total of right about a hundred dollars. And so, right now, we our our goal still left to reach to help these families and also help the homeless that we do each weekend on the streets. I mean, I even went out yesterday. I didn't have any shows yesterday, and I said, "Hey, why not go out and help the homeless?" And I put up the pictures of some of the folks I helped yesterday. And um, and then today, you see, I put up pictures of the last several weeks of some of the folks I've helped. I think it's about 50 pictures up there of souls. Souls. Um, that, um, so, um, so please donate, okay? If you can't donate... You know, still call in. We want everybody to call in to all of our shows. And I need to make that clear. All shows, everybody is welcome to call in. Now, if you donate, we'll take that call first. 
and some people wonder why. Well, the reason is because, at least in the teachings I know and I believe in my heart, is when you receive something, someone gives you something, even though this is not to me, but I represent the mission, of course. I'm the head of the mission. So you have to give something back. So I give back, uh, bring that, that caller in next. So if you um, donate to the show, we'll bring you in next and, you know, um, and like I say, you can donate any amount, any amount, but before we, and the links are on the show page, the GoFundMe link is there, the PayPal link is there, um, and it's also on the Facebook also, uh, link, um, and, uh, I think we said, still said we're, we, we raised a hundred dollars the first hour, we still have 500 left though, we really need people to come and step up. I'm going to play a little bit of Greg's other reading he did while people come on in, um, and then we'll be back here. In their attention because they can't get your attention, and they were trying really hard to get your attention. So when they can't get your attention, then they bug the animals and let the animals know they're around. Then you notice the animal doing some weird things at times, and it's like, well, what are they looking at? <laughs> They're looking at the spirit there, and they want you to know they're with you, and they love you very much. Wonderful. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, and You're Merry welcome. Christmas. God bless Thank you. you. Thank Michael. you, Merry Christmas. God bless you, too. Right. You're very welcome. Right. Merry Christmas to you. Okay. Well, as, as that tape gets uh, set there, I can tell that was one of the Christmases past there. 347 884 Four or five is the number to call on in to speak to Greg. Um, press the one on your phone to come aboard. Um, and you can, uh, like I said, if you want to donate, it be muchly, uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, and you can do that now. And then we'll, we'll be coming to you as far as um, bringing your call in and, and so forth. So, um, so let's, let's go ahead and, uh, Let's just go ahead and get the show uh, started, and please share this out, guys, and uh, so let's go here, and let's go to, and let's bring in our guest here, uh, Greg Keane, to the show. Welcome back, Greg. How you doing? Doing good, Michael. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, where are you good. Are you back in Lilydale? Back in Lilydale? Uh, last weekend, we were over in, uh, well, part of the weekend weekend, we were over in Ohio. I was over in Niles, Ohio, and worked with some people there and enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun, a nice little getaway. I mean, it was um, working hard in a sense of clients and people, but also I got to see people I haven't seen for a while, and just a very enjoyable energy. Very nice. Well, that's great. That's great. Um you know, Greg, we've um, we've kind of. <laughs> it seems like each Thursday we get together, and there's another either natural disaster or there is a human uh, disaster. I guess you call it uh, with the um, horrible shooting and um, in the church there on Sunday there in Texas. Uh, your thoughts on all that? You know, it's amazing. Uh, I think the president at, at that point in time hit it right. He said it's the mental problems and it has nothing to do with the guns. 
And I think people need to really be aware of that. I see everybody jumping on the idea that it's guns. And I'm sorry, but it has nothing to do with guns. It has mental problems with a lot of people. And I think we're needing to be more thoughtful and aware of who out there that we recognize or know that is, you know, you can term unstable or you could term them depressed or you could term them having emotional or problems with family. And it's something there, I think it's a shame. I mean, like you're going out on the street, you're working with people that are certainly down and out and have had a very difficult time. And your ability to help them and work with them, and I'm sure you've seen the mental, emotional anguish that some of those people really get into. Right, yeah. And and you're right. I mean, it is... Um, so much is, uh, uh, you know, a, a mental thing. It's uh, every one of those situations, um, even it's not guns, because sometimes they use trucks, they use cars, and, but they each one have a mental component that um, is the problem. And, and the problem is also is that, you know, the government or states are, you know, they keep decreasing the amount of, you know, mental uh, help that's is needed and they throw these people out in the streets and think that this won't come back to to haunt them well i remember do. years ago i mean uh, i think both of us have been around long enough to recognize that there was actually a lot of help at one time with hospitals and counseling and you know all kinds of facilities and i know a few of them in pennsylvania and ohio and new york they just shut everything down and said, well, we're not funding it. You know, we're not going to go ahead and fund it. It's not going to be there. And you see more increases of people having real issues because where can you send someone or help someone to go somewhere to really get help? I mean, that's very sad, but, you know, there's not much out there. Now, they're beginning to awaken the idea of helping people that are on drugs. But I really feel, number one, the people on drugs are first the people that have mental issues in the first place. And it's like if you could correct mental issues and get that in balance, I think you'd then be getting in balance everything else that's occurring. But they don't want to make the connection that way. They just want to say, well, you know, they're, they're on drugs. Well, no, I believe that many, many, many people, the drugs are there, but it's their own way self-preservationally of uh, medicating themselves. Yeah. I agree. It's, uh, you know, there, there's so many mental illness in the homeless community. Um, some can't even barely even talk. Uh, it's sad. It's, and they're walking the streets and, and, uh, you know, it's it's we just don't do enough to help. We're just too, um, you know, we're, we're we're too focused on you know, is you know, like our president. You know, he's smiling and all this because Wall Street is you know hitting records. It's hit Wall Street's hitting records. You know, how, how few does this really affect? You know, I mean, <laughs> we well, have a church bothers me is. We're needing to look at life in a, in a spiritual way emotionally, and in many ways we're not, but we're needing to. And people aren't really in tune to the idea of actually in a tangible manner doing the prayer, doing the helping, doing the guidance. 
I mean, I know people right now that I speak to and I read for that I know mentally and emotionally, they have some very severe issues. And in some ways you can help them in a counseling aspect of reading for them. And I know it's, it's tremendous help. But I also know that there should be and needs to be, in some cases, an ongoing counseling basis that may not always be spirit coming through in the sense of a guidance in that form, but yet spiritually have that ability to have that connection. And that's what I feel coming with people is it's really coming to an awakening where people are really going to have to get a grip on that. And in many ways they don't, you know. But I think it's going to reach a point where it's almost a have-to type experience. And once that happens, I think there will be help and there will be the ability to reach out and help people. You know, I mean, when I was living in Ohio, I had quite a few people I'd work with that were on the street and emotionally had difficulties. And there were places for a while in life there I could send them to to get some free help and that they would really need it and they really wanted it. And they were very very willing to go. Things now, and honestly, I don't know much of anything at the moment that I could talk to somebody that's really in need and they can go get a free help and free counseling. You know, it's just not that available. And I think it's very sad because I see so many people that are still very, very much in need yet. You know, this isn't a joke. They they really are in need. You know, I've had it happen many times where, you know, you look at the person that's on drugs and you look at the circumstances that are before the drugs. You know, the depression and broken marriages and children and parents and abuse and I mean all the things are going there that you could easily say is mental issues and problems and then they start using the drugs to comfort themselves and they start using the drugs to escape and I know that's happened a lot I mean I've had a lot of people I work with that those issues are certainly there and I think it's something sad because I remember there's been uh, a few places in Pennsylvania that I had known about that was big facilities, hundreds of people there, and the doors are closed. You know, they're they're just the doors are closed. They've been closed years ago. So I think it's a shame. I mean, it's really sad. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's um, it all started, you know, basically. Um, you know, in the 80s and 90s, and uh, I know here in um, Oklahoma, I mean, we, uh, this is really a sad state of affairs. Back in the, um, oh, I don't know, 10 years ago when oil prices were so high and Oklahoma being an oil state, uh, the state was just, you know, full of money, flush of money. So what did they do? They spend it as fast as they could. And they spent it on Re reoccurring things. So these are things that they're paying out, you know, each year. So now that yeah. price has gone down so much, their funding has been cut by millions. So the state is, is hmm. like $50 million short and they can't go into, you know, borrowing it or whatever. They got to come up with it. And they're looking at cutting drug court. They're looking at cutting mental services. They're looking at cutting services for the disabled in the state. I mean, it is mm-hmm. horrible. And this, the, and the state legislators can't come up with an agreement to 
fix it or, you know, to come up with a plan. They still can't. And they're, so they're getting ready to, you know, do all these drastic uh, things that uh, it's just a really bad situation. But, well, I have a feeling that uh, our government's going to get really uh, very uptight shortly because even though everyone's wanting to believe that the market's okay, I really feel the market is a reflection that when it's doing supposedly so well, that it really is an issue and it's really a problem. And I find that when people start reflecting the idea that everything's great, I get really concerned because when they're wanting to say it's great, who is it that's underfoot and getting stepped on that's really getting stepped on hard and all the pretending of everything great? You know, I've watched the pretending for years. I remember, you know, quite a while ago now we had what they term Black Monday, and I had warned an investor of a of a big company, you know, Fortune 500 company. I, I, I thought she was going to pass out when I talked to her because I said to her, I said, now listen, I said, is there a way that you could push a button and sell everything in your company and unload it all at one time, just unload the whole works. And she was speechless. She was sitting there stuttering. And I said, I feel it coming that there's going to be some things happen where you're going to want to bail out real quickly and just basically bail out and come back in when it hits low. You come back in and buy the same things you've had, but buy low. And I said, it's going to be something where the computers kick in. And here, I think it was like midnight or one in the morning, I get this phone call, and she's in a complete panic. And I said to her, I said, push the button. Just push the button. You're not going to lose anything. You're going to gain because everything is going to be going down. So unload it and then, you know, reload when it hits bottom. So she finally did. And a lot of the sales associates and everybody involved with her were like, how in the world did you know to do that? And she didn't explain it that, that Spirit came through with the information. But it was so interesting that all those things happened so powerfully. And after that, she got in such a panic that she didn't even talk to me. She says, she says I, I, I just can't deal with it. I just can't deal with it. Well, you're looking for help. You're getting help. Saved you probably millions in the company. And and uh, she got in such a panic about it because she couldn't give up the idea on a conscious basis of feeling that she had to be in control. And because she was shown that she couldn't be in total control of everything, it really took her back a bit and she just shut down. And I look at the government and I look at all the things going on here. You know, the ones that are maneuvering the market, and I refer to it as maneuvering, I don't refer to it as the market in a sense of the market. The market is not a market. The market is a place where the big boys play the games, draw everybody in, and you're supposedly doing so well, and then they pull the rug off from under everyone, and they make a ton of money. Because they actually make more when it falls, because they're where they're positioning themselves. And, you know, all these poor people think that, oh, we're going to make a ton of money, look at the money they're making, and we just keep going, and it's all going to grow. Well, what goes up must come down. You know, it's very sad, yeah. but it's happening. Mm-hmm. I agree. And just I like agree. just like mm-hmm. yourself, I mean, you have people there that, you know, hesitate in helping in, in the work you're doing with the, with the homeless. 
And I know there's some people out there that may not want to admit it, but they're barely getting by themselves. I mean, I've had more people that are in financial difficulties that you would consider, you know, workers and they've done well and they have a home and they have everything they need. And I've had a number of them, you know, tell me that it's never been so tight in their lives. And I see that happening, and yet you see this whole thing about the market being great. Well, I'm sorry. I'm really concerned about the falsehoods of what's presented at times instead of the reality of what's really going on. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, well, let's go to the phone lines here, folks, and we're going to start taking your calls here. Call on in, 347-884-8245. Press the 1 on your phone. And uh, once again, let's not forget while we're here. We're here to help you, but we're also here, um, and they're really our, our, we call it our Homeless Thursday. This is the day where all of our funding comes in on today. And in case you just joined us, we've run a homeless mission uh, called Love in Action. And this is not something we just started up on a whim. Um, this is something in two weeks, Jennifer Taylor, who runs Quantum Touch, it's healing modality. Um, we've been doing, in two weeks, we've been doing it for one year, week in, week out, 52 weeks. Um, that's a that's a lot of time. It's a lot of souls that we have come in contact with and helped. And just today, I posted up some of the folks. I think it's about fifty uh, folks we've helped just recently. Some of them, of the souls that we've helped, and we're trying to turn on the gas for three families, families with small kids. And I don't know where you're at, but I know here in Oklahoma. The lows during the night are getting cold. And we're also helping the homeless, and we're trying to move like we did Burles, a guy who was homeless at the age of 14 because his dad kicked him out of his house because he went to church with family members, with neighbors in the area. So at age 66, God directed me, said, Michael, Go help that guy. And he was pushing a couple shopping carts with cans, not even asking for help, but needing help. No one has ever come along and said, hey, let me help you. Let me give you, I mean, how many times, I know there's been many times in my life that friends or family have said, Michael, let me step in. Let me help you a little bit here on this. But no one has, and we moved him from being homeless to actually having an apartment garage that he now calls home. So what we ask folks to do is, if you can, donate $49. You'll get a 15-minute reading here on the show tonight. If you can't, then donate what you can. Uh, if you can't donate, we want everybody to feel free to call in, okay? But as I said on the last hour, you know, this is something that I, we don't do on a whim and we don't, we don't, um, you see, I'm the voice for the homeless in our area as far as the mission that we do. If I go quiet or if I just barely talk about it, the homeless, they're, they don't get help. Let's just be real blunt about it, okay? They don't get help. And 
Where does the money go? Someone asked in the chat room. Goes to the homeless. And you could go on my Facebook and see all the faces of folks that we've helped um, in the past year, like I've said. Um, and like I said, if, if you, um, you know, if you can't donate $49 or $100, you want, but if you can donate $20, if $20 doesn't make you homeless tomorrow, take a minute and just put in the digits to GoFundMe or PayPal. You know, and we all go through struggles. You know, so do I. And, but, you know, there's a difference between a struggle than being outside tonight. Like Bill, who's homeless. Um, and I asked him this summer, I said, Bill, what do you do during the winter? Where do you sleep? And he said, you don't understand. He said, you don't sleep during the winter. The cold wakes you up. So you take naps. I couldn't imagine being outside on the concrete or a bench or on the grass in this cold weather like this. I couldn't imagine. My wife makes quilts. She makes blankets. And she's making all these. And, and, and this winter we're passing them out to. This means something. So like I said, if $20 is not going to make you homeless tomorrow, please donate. If it does, don't. We don't want you to donate. If it's going to make you homeless tomorrow, there is enough homeless on the streets already. And and this is the sad part is the homeless population is just exploding where the amount of the people that are helping is just almost, you can't even see it almost. I, I It's very rare that I will see someone help a homeless person nowadays on the street. And I was just out there yesterday afternoon, and I'll be out there tomorrow. Last hour, we had people come together, five donations totaling $100. We're still, though, $500 left to raise. And I've been on the air now, what, five, five hours with about an hour and a half left. So we really need your help, guys. We really do. This is what spirituality is supposed to be all about. About stopping, not judging, and helping our brothers and sisters. And that's why Jennifer Taylor and myself started it. Because when people come to the show and they needed help, and the first years of the show, this year's show has been going on for 10 years, would come to the show and we say prayers and blessings, prayers and blessings. And then we hear they got, you know, evicted, they're homeless. And I said, God, guys, we got to do something more. And um, sometimes you do. So the links are there. Call in and um, press the one on your phone once you're called in uh, to the show. Um, and uh, let's go here. Make sure the one is pressed on your phone. Okay, so let's go here with Greg, and let's uh, go to our first caller. Um, we do appreciate you holding and donating. Jenny, welcome to the show. You're on with Greg King. Hi. 
Thank you so much for having me. And I just want to say that I agree with both of you. Um, The issue in this world is not the guns. It's the mental health. And I'm a social worker. I've worked in a nursing home for 10 years. And when they shut down all the mental health facilities, those individuals landed in three places, on the streets, in jails, or in nursing homes, taking up beds that people really needed. So it's an unfortunate thing. Um, so I just wanted to say I agree with y'all. <laughs> well, thank you, dear. Do you have a question? You're very welcome. I do, I do. It's about my love life. Um, if you could guide me, assist me, anything would just be grateful. <laughs> well, I felt two things around you on that aspect. I feel you've been going back and forth emotionally quite a bit, and you haven't got it settled yet in a sense of what you're really wanting, and you were trying to analytically deal with the idea of relationships, and I feel that even though you help people all the time and there's an energy there that you've been very, very good with it, I feel like there's been times you've had relationships that you based it on helping them. And now I see you stepping back enough and realizing, wait a minute here, you know, I can't be focused on helping them. They're having to get a handle on things themselves and figure some things out, which I feel gradually you're working on and doing. And I don't feel you've got it settled yet in the sense of emotionally settled. And I feel like you've been having a situation here where even though you've been wonderful with what you're doing, there's a healing energy there. I feel a need to step back a bit. Not that you're going to quit what you're doing to help people, but I'm saying step back a bit in a sense of your private life. And I'm seeing you deliberately surrounding yourself with people that are not in need. Because you even have some friendships around you that can be very draining. Yes. I have a very toxic friend who I'm trying to um, erase from my life. (laughs) Well, let me say it this way. You currently have always been there for everybody, and intuitively you're like a sponge. You pick up on all the energy, you feel all the energy, and you actually pick up on what's going on in their body, their mind, their spirit. You're feeling the energy with them. And to to a degree in the past, I feel your energy was living your life emotionally with them in support of them. But at times you were having all this drained energy going on. And now I see you stepping back enough and going, no, I can't allow that and I can't let that continue. And that's what I'm feeling you coming to now is that realization. And it's really making a huge difference for you because I'm seeing you getting back on track and not be so physically as well as emotionally drained. And I see that as such a need to have that balance. And that's what I feel you're coming into. Now, on a private level, love, relationship, energy, I see you meeting someone, before we get into this coming spring and summer, I really see you meeting someone that's very nice, very caring, very honest. You know, they're not needing fixed at all. And that's going to be amazing because I feel with you that you've picked up on the energies with people at times and there was an involvement, but yet the involvement was I'm helping and I'm fixing and I'm rescuing. And I feel this person, this gentleman, is not needing rescued at all. In fact, I feel with him he's a very intuitive person himself and he has a gut feel about a lot of things and a lot of people. And I see him shaking someone's hand and it's like, I like them or I don't, I trust them or I don't, and it will be very, very strong. So that's coming up for you, and I can see you really enjoying it. And work then becomes work where I'm reaching out and helping people. I'm doing that, 
But now when I step out of that role of helping people and being at work, I'm in my present state of mind of calmness and balance and spirituality. And that's what I'm seeing you coming to is really bringing that harmony in because you certainly have the ability to share the healing. And I'm seeing you sometimes needing to just unplug and allow yourself to have a neutral space. And just like that person that's still around you on a private level and you're trying to help them, you need to reach a point there where you love people where you can, when you can, how you can, and not get sucked into the drama of what they have going because putting it simply there, that friend of yours chooses to be exactly where they are. Mhm. Mhm. She's very that toxic. Sense? It does, and Did she I? threatens me when I I try to pull away from her. And she was my best friend for so many years, and then she got into drugs really bad, which was another yeah. thing I wanted to say. I believe in the dual diagnosis totally. The mental illness coping with the drugs, and it's yeah. a huge thing in the in the field I'm in. And then she threatens me. She takes to Facebook. I've had to block her from Facebook. I had to block her from Snapchat. She. It's almost like she feels like she's in a relationship with me. And I'm like, no, you're, you're I don't look at you. You're my friend. That's it. There's nothing else. Like, well, see, you don't control me. The, the energy I'm feeling emotionally for her, I feel sad for her in a way. But in another way, I see her an abusive, vindictive person that mm-hmm. is someone that's narcissistic, sociopathic, and definitely carries out those energies and attitudes. And I feel right. with you that I want to say, you know, sometimes we have to play hardball and just really be strong about what we're deciding and doing and how we're handling it and not allow it to be a circumstance where it goes on because you've had it happen where it's been on and off where it escalates in a negative manner and you gain a little more control over it and you feel bad for her and then it escalates again. And I'm seeing you being able to really remove her from your life because there's no helping her. If there was help mm-hmm. there, it would have already been done. And there's just really no helping mm-hmm. her. And I just see you right. stepping back enough where it's not a debate or argument with her. I just see you being more and more unavailable. So by you being unavailable, it's going to bring the harmony to you to bring the calmness in. Right. And recently right. you had now, a glimpse of age where you were looking at age and going, my God, I'm that old already. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because I just keep seeing you looking at age and going, I just can't even believe I'm that old. Yeah. And really the big thing is is how much time has gone by, and that's what I feel you've been really looking at. It's really in in sort of a disbelief for you to look at how much time went by, and it went by, in in a sense, so quickly. And I feel like you're bringing balance back in your life and your health and your your body. You had a little difficulty here where you weren't feeling good for a bit, and now I see it as a catalyst for you to start really calming down and taking care of you. And I feel like you started doing that more. You're already responding to that. Yes, I have been. I definitely have been. Now, you had said that I was sensitive to energy and I can pick up on people's energies. Would you classify me as an empath? Oh, definitely. You've been an empath and you pick up on it. And that's part of why you've been so good working with the people you do. And it works wonderfully but I also feel that sometimes we don't realize how much we carry or hold within us that at times can be very destructive. And we don't realize the sediment. It's like an old pipe, and we get the sediment in the pipe, we don't know what's there. 
that's the changes I see you making. That's the changes I see you making is stepping back a bit and not allowing yourself to have the emotional involvement that you were involved in for a while there. That's been good. The gentleman coming into your life, I want to say, is normal and down to earth and not in need of anything. He's he's doing well. And that's going to bring a balance in your life that's going to be pretty amazing. Now, if I may ask, there's a friend that I've been talking to who recently confessed that he had feelings for me. Um, and he's always had feelings for me, but I was in a relationship. So he kind of kept them at bay, but now he's in a relationship, but he's still professing his love for me and saying how much in love he is with me. And what do you see with that? Is this a gentleman you see me with in the spring? Well, the feeling I have with him, as you said that, I really feel mentally and emotionally there's been difficulties with him. Because why would he go ahead and accept less than what he knows he really needs in his life? And he's allowed himself to do that. And he's hanging on to a circumstance that mentally and emotionally, he's been unstable himself. Mm-hmm. And I feel okay. an energy with him that he's having a difficult time facing the idea that he can't keep going the way he was going in an emotional manner. You know, he has mm-hmm. to step back and reevaluate. And I feel him professing the love for you, but yet living with this other person and being with this other person that has, an, has a deep involvement, I mean, that's been a bit ridiculous. Right. right. And would you understand also, he wants to build this relationship with you, but he's not letting go of where he's at over there, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's the problem. Yeah, that's the, that's the issue. And well, I, I don't, know, I don't like, see this. I don't see it as an issue so, here. I just see you stepping back and not having the involvement there because it's a circumstance with him that if he really knew where he needed to be, he wouldn't be where he is. And it's an energy mm-hmm. there that he's been going back and forth in for a long time now. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty floored when he told me what he told me. <laughs> um, yeah. Did not expect that at all. So. Also, so, you've been having a thought recently that you were considering the idea of a vehicle and you've been debating about a different vehicle or a new vehicle? I actually just bought one. Because they were showing me a brand new ignition key and I feel like you, you just did something when I bought a vehicle there that was good. Yes, I just got one a couple months ago. So mm-hmm. I was really happy about that. Well, I feel very good about the car and it's fine. And would you recognize you sometimes wonder why a light is on and off in the car? Um, sometimes I feel like I didn't turn my lights off. And then I'll well, go there's back something in and about electrical, off. and there's something about a switching system in the car that part of it's automatic, part of it's manual. But I get the feeling here of just check to make sure what's coming through on the light, on the electrical system and the lighting system that everything's functioning right. But I see you doing well there. I see you getting yourself settled and together, and I see you being a lot calmer. Good, good. I need it. It's about time because I have a hard time taking care of me. I'm a single mom. I have two kids. My ex-husband mm-hmm. is... I'm not even going to How old are the children story. now? 13 and How 11. How old are the children now? 13, 13 and 11. 13 and 11? 15 yes, and 11. No, 13. 15-year-old's first, 13, 13 first name? Zoe. 
very strong, very stubborn, very determined, and emotionally deeply sensitive, takes things very deeply. And would you recognize more sensitive than they want want to be willingly let in on? Yes. Because I see a very sensitive energy, but they would really not want to portray that at times. If they could cover that a little bit, they would. But I see that opening up more, and I'm seeing Zoe having a little difficulty where education comes along here. She's having a little difficulty with the idea of really looking at it as important as it really is. There's a lot more importance there than, than what she's really wanting to look at. So it's coming to a head, and I feel like she's going to have to really become a little more humble in dealing with that. And once she does, it'll be better. Okay. I've been working on her with that. I've been trying to, at least. Well, I see an improvement, and I see it working better. I see it as a more positive energy. Good. How about for my younger daughter, Ava? Ava is a very sensitive person that gets hurt easily, and I see Ava being a person that intuitively feels a great deal more than people realize. And I see Um, her observing a lot of things. Yes. All right, we got to go to our next calls. We thank you, Jenny. Oh, thank you so much, and and thank you. You are amazing. Well, God bless you, dear. You take care of yourself. God bless you as well. You too. Thank uh-huh. you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, just we got a lot of callers here. Greg, how do folks reach you for private sessions? They want to reach me for a private session. It would be 716-595-3529. Seven one six five nine five thirty five twenty nine, and if they'd like to call, uh, my secretary name is Laura, and she would take care of the phone call, and she would take care of uh, making appointments. And if you want to go on the website, the website would be www.revrevregrykeen.com, and that way they could reach me on the website, and we'd have uh, appointments. I do it by phone. I do it in person. Uh, I've even done it over Skype, and it's something that I know people would really enjoy, and we'd have a lot of fun doing it. Okay, very good. Thank you for that. And if you're called in right now on the radio show to speak to Greg, make sure you press the one on your phone, okay? Really important. Press the one on your phone right now if you want to speak to Greg. Otherwise, we don't see that you're wanting to speak to Greg, okay? Remember, at the top of the hour, Emilani is here, so we'll continue on. Uh, Don't forget about the homeless mission, Love in Action, and we're going to go to um, Jessica next and then Stan, okay? And, uh, okay, Toronto and Jessica, welcome. Thank you for your help again for the mission. Hi, thank you, and thank you for the work that both of you are doing. Thank Um, you. God bless you. you. What's your question? My question, any insight around business and relationships? Two very broad questions. Well, I keep seeing you going back and forth on business, and you haven't settled it yet where you really feel that you're wanting to be in a financial manner bringing the balance in you want to have. I feel like that's been a bit hard. Also, do you have a partnership in this business also? No. Who would be around you? Who would be around you that is a drain to you in a sense that sometimes you feel like you want to push them away and say, "Leave me alone," and I just see them at times pulling on you pretty hard. 
Hmm. Okay. I'm not sure. Because I see you stepping it. aside and realizing you don't need to be spending the time and the energy with them or for them in the way they want. Okay. And I felt on a relationship energy, which I understand you've been back and forth with someone you've cared about, and it's been really a turmoil because it's been an ongoing energy here. This really, it's like there's one time you feel better about it, there's other times you don't feel better about it, but you keep going back and forth on it. Yes. Because I see you reached a point where you're not going to continue living the way you've been living because emotionally it's been an incredible drain on you. And would you recognize they're not there for you, but you've been there for them? Yeah. Well, I I recognize that most people have not been there for me, but I've been there for them. Well, I just feel this energy that you've been there for them, but I don't see them reaching out in return of energy to you. And that's where I feel it's really hurt you to go through that. And I'm seeing you beginning to step aside more now and realize I can't really take on all that energy. I can't keep doing that anymore. And I feel like that has worked better. And that's why I see developing is bringing more balance to the whole energy there. That's going to be easier for you. Okay. Good feeling. I see you doing a lot better. Any relationship coming in or is that... A while from I now? see a I see a brand new relationship coming in, but I keep seeing you debating things a bit because sometimes you'll feel better about new relationships opening the door to it, but then you go the other way and you reconnect with some energy from the past and you've in a sense relived some of the energy there. Right. Okay. And any you changing. That? I see you developing that and changing that and not allowing that to be such a drain to you, and that's working better for you to have more of a calmness. And that's what I see developing. I see it working good for you. Just taking time to finish it and accomplish it, and I feel you'll be more at peace with that then. Okay. And you just recently had a close call in a car where you almost ended up in an accident. Oh, I'm not sure. Possibly. Maybe I didn't even notice it. Well, I kept seeing this energy around you of being a little more mindful of the driving and mindful of the idea of where where am I at at the moment and not just looking at the idea of what else am I doing or wanting to do or which direction am I wanting to go. I feel the need to really be aware of where you're at personally. Right. Okay. I don't feel anything that I would look at as on on the energy of it happening shortly, there's a real problem. I'm just saying that you sometimes don't have your mind and your body while you're driving the car. Yeah, probably, yep. And also, there's a woman in spirit with you that loves you very much and watches over you. I feel her energy with you, and it's a very peaceful feeling. I see her with you a lot. And I feel with her that I'm not sure this was mother, I get a feeling here of a woman that would have been like a mother to you, but not necessarily was it your mother. Okay. Possibly grandmother. I would say grandmother because the feeling I have with her is that she played a role of mother in a way, but would you understand you could open up to her where at times you couldn't open up to mom? Um, 
I, under, I understand the latter, yes. Because I just see things coming together, and I feel you're finding yourself being more aware and more in tune than what you were in the past. And I see it becoming yes. easier for you intuitively to pick up on things. In fact, I feel there's been some things happening that actually surprised you. Right. And it's going to come yes. through loud and clear. I see it coming through more than what it has so far. And I felt yes. very calm with that energy. I think that energy will build for you and work very nicely. Okay. Where, where are you uh, working at now? What work are you doing my, now? I work for myself. I'm, I integrate psychotherapy and energy healing and intuitive work. Well, I feel very good with it, and I see advancing it, but they're showing me an organization or a group that I'm seeing you going and teaching for, and I felt the teaching was going to work out wonderfully. Can I see other things branching from that that would absolutely surprise you how well, how well it will work? As I get things coming together here that's going to be a very positive energy, I see something more anchored and more stable and steady and not have the confusion energy as much. I feel more of a real solidness. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm making. I know how much I'll make ahead. I mean, I just see a lot being the strong energy that you really needed because I keep seeing you at times worrying on a futuristic level what's really there and what's really going to happen. Right. Yes, that takes up a lot of my my space. Yes, and I see you taking your time with it and really bringing balance back to yourself and having that harmony that you really needed, I think that will be great for you. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Good. Good luck with everything there. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. God bless now. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you, Jessica. Uh, we appreciate it. We're here with Greg Keen. Greg is here from Lilydale, Lilydale, New York, Spiritual Center of America. Um, Greg's here each Thursday, so write it down. Tell your friends um, Thursdays, 9 Eastern time. Uh, if you want to catch the live show, all the shows with Greg. Greg's been with me pretty much the whole 10 years I've been here or in the archives. So that's a lot of shows. Um, and... Um, Again, at the end, at the top of the hour, we're going to continue on with Emilani will be here from Los Angeles, psychic medium, life coach, energy healer. Uh, let's, but let's first go to uh, Stan in North Carolina. Hello. Welcome. Hi, Stan. Hey. How you doing, uh, Greg? This is Stan. Nice to meet you. Nice meeting you. What's your question? Well, let's see. Um, I uh, just turned 65 a couple of days ago, and um, I'm living on uh, my retirement in- retirement income. I also have a three and a half year old son, and um, and uh, you know I started awakening about 10 years ago, and I've done a little bit of energy work, but not so much since my son was born. But now I'm feeling uh, a couple of things. One is we're looking for another place to live, and I want to get into doing something that has to do with the reason I'm on the planet. And wonder if you're getting uh-huh. anything, accessing information on what that might be and how our next home might be and anything like that. 
Well, one of the first things I feel around you, uh, now your son is three. Three and a half. I see him as very strong, very determined, emotionally sensitive little boy. He carries things very, very deeply. And would you recognize with him, he has displayed that at times he feels and senses spirit there? Yes. Because I see spirit around him a lot. You mm-hmm. have quite a few babysitters on the spirit side of life that watch over him. Okay. How old is your mother? I keep seeing your mother's energy. She is uh, 88 and has Alzheimer's. Well, I'll tell you what. I see her stepping out of her body. I see her at times around you and with you. And I feel she, she shares a great deal of time with spirit. And I see her, she may have Alzheimer's, but I see her over on the spirit side of life enjoying everybody. And then she pops back into the body and she has an experience where it's like, what am I doing here? Why yeah. am I here? You know, why am I putting up with this physical world that is so limited? And that's what I see her coming to now, is that recognition that she recognizes being so limited. Yeah. And I see her, now I don't know if you've been talking to her or not, but there was a while there that I could see her making a comment about somebody and using the term present tense instead of past tense. And the present tense would mean she's really communicating with them on the spirit side of life. And I see her with you many times where at times I see her popping in your mind where I feel she's traveling out of the body. I mean, she's not stuck in that body. And remember when she's out of the body, she has all her marbles and she's very clear and she's very aware. And I feel that she's with you at times where you sometimes wonder why she pops in your head. Mm-hmm. That's her okay. coming to you, and I feel she's waiting for the body to let go. Every cell in everyone's everyone's body wants to survive and live and keep going, but I see her reaching a point of sleeping away. I feel she's just going to let go one of these times, and she'll just sleep away and be on the spirit side. Mm-hmm. And I see her with you spiritually and emotionally because would you recognize there was a period of time you were very close with her. Uh, when I was little, I guess. Because I felt a bond when you were little. But would you understand she had a very difficult time being a mom? Yeah. <clears throat> His spirit said to me, she had a difficult time being a mom, and she had a very difficult time showing or admitting that she had the difficulties that she had. And I see her on the spirit side of life, recognizing and connecting with that and I see her coming back to be there for your child and wanting you to know that she'll be there for you. Okay. And I'm seeing you making a transition in your life. Now, what kind of work are you doing right now? I'm uh, just I'm being a daddy and a husband and working on my motorcycle. <laughs> hmm. Well, let me say it this way. I feel spiritually you're becoming more and more open and you will become more and more in tune. I don't have any doubt with that. And you've been sometimes dreaming things that come true. Okay. Because I keep seeing you having more things come to you intuitively than what you've been used to or what you are having around you happen. I see that expanding more and it being a very good energy. 
So this is going to be working for you. And I feel also, you know, there's times I could see you having thoughts of volunteering to help out with some people that are in need. Okay. And I see a door opening where that's going to work for you. How old is your wife? She's uh, 42. I see a very strong lady, very determined, emotionally sensitive, takes things quite deeply. I see her getting a grip on things emotionally better than she had. I see it as a more positive energy, and I see it working better for the two of you. Also, there's been thoughts recently, not so much of the moment doing it, but futuristically thinking about moving. Okay. Because I keep seeing decisions as to where you both want to be and how you want to do things. And I could see that as something that, to a degree, you don't have the home in the order you're wanting it in. I'm sorry, what was that last thing you said? To a degree, you don't have the the home in the order that you really want it in. Oh, yeah, okay. And I see you changing that energy and really feeling you can move forward on it and get things in the order you're desiring, which I feel will work very well for you. And I can see you being a lot happier once you get that going. I think you'll be a lot happier. Uh, she, she also just, has, just re- <laughs> I'm sorry? She also, she also has a nine-year-old son that's with us. Mm-hmm. part of the energetic unit we have. Well, would you recognize a son being a person... It's actually quite strong-willed. Uh, sure, yeah. Maybe. Well, I get a gentleness and energy, but I see a strong-willedness also. And I see him very aware of things that he picks up on. And I feel it's going to work for you to be a lot happier and a lot calmer. And I see you and her doing better emotionally than what you had. And I see that as a big improvement to bring that balance in. Mm-hmm. Very positive for you. I think it'll work very well. I just see you being more at peace also. Also, you just recently had a bolt that was somehow stripping some threads and you had to change the bolt on your motorcycle. Uh-huh. Because yeah. he was showing me, Spirit was showing me the bolt and talking about it was stripping out and you had to change it to make it right, to make it work right. Uh, this is true. He's also shown me, too, you have a wobble in the front end on the front wheel, and sometimes it, it creates a small vibration as you're riding it, and I feel like it's a wobble side to side, not up and down. Well, I'm in the process of uh, changing. The wheel is off, and I'm changing the bearings on the front axle. Good, because I felt the need to change the bearings and get that all done because I feel I want that tight as possible in a sense of stableness, because I feel like there was something there that was like an unstable feeling. Mm 